0: Fresh Art International presents Fresh Talk: Conversations about Creativity in the 21st Century. I'm Kathy Bird, Fresh Art producer, and this afternoon I'm in Marfa, Texas, with Jennifer Lane and David Hollander. Jennifer is a painter and filmmaker who produces films for professional artists with David, and their company is called Fourth Density. They lived in Los Angeles for a dozen years before they came to Marfa, and since 2006 they've been living here, and it seems to be the land of opportunity for Jennifer and David. They're among the (laughs) artists who have energized the art scene, and one way they did so is begin working Mm -hmm. on Cinemarfa. Jennifer, why Marfa? After living in
1: Los Angeles for over a decade, I'm a native Texan. I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, and uh, We just wanted to change it up, do something different from the urban life that we were living. And we sort of happened upon Marfa. We were taking a road trip, and I had heard about it, of course. And we just sort of stopped in to explore and just got completely overcome. We loved it here and just spontaneously decided to move here. And we've been here ever since.
2: We felt like it was time to go to some place that wasn't maybe quite as... Overdetermined. Don't get me wrong, I really love Los Angeles. I am from Los Angeles and I identify strongly with Los Angeles and with the art scene there, because mm-hmm. you know, I've always been really interested in West Coast art, and things like Wallace Berman and Bruce Connor. You know, moving here seemed to be sort of moving into a place where it was maybe a little less defined. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think it's in, in the process of being defined.
1: There certainly is not a not a void of culture in Marfa by any means. It has some, I guess, uh, characteristics of a more urban environment, um, but I think that's what makes it interesting to artists as well. So,
0: so Cinemarfa takes place this May sixteen through twenty. That's just a couple of weeks from now.
1: Yeah, this year, our second year, is scale wise, is really going to be similar to last year. You know, we're doing it on a shoestring budget. It's very organic in a way, it's not academic. It's something that just came together very naturally last year in terms of the programming and the people that we invited uh, to present. And this year is similar to that, really, in, in a great way.
0: Is there a certain theme or character that you want to develop as the identity of Cinemarfa?
2: While we employ themes, we, we we don't we're not dogmatic about it. So last year's theme was, was engaging no wave filmmaking, which I thought was a really exciting time in uh, in the film world and one that sort of refers to this moment as well. Because it was the sort of cinema of possibility. There was this time when, when anybody could pick up a non professional film camera or video camera, you know, a Super 8, 16, and, uh, and go out and make a feature, breaking all the rules and dispensing with all the conventions of previous films. So that was sort of last year's. This year, it's loosely uh, thematized as documentary in extremis which is to say, not necessarily extreme documentary, documentary at the end of the form. It seems to me that with this advent of reality television, that the sort of center of, of what was documentary has shifted. And there was this moment, you know, before reality when Certain filmmakers employed the tropes and conventions of documentary for specific effects that were maybe outside of the project of documentary. The first film that we open with is called Punishment Park by Peter Watkins. And Peter Watkins was a filmmaker who made a series of quasi documentaries or pseudo documentaries wherein. He would stage a certain kind of reality and then document it in a sort of verité fashion, and use it to move audiences. In the case of *Punishment Park*, it's kind of a piece of agent prop about Vietnam era, Nixon era United States, where our society is sharply divided between the sort of heads and the straights, and in this, basically, there is this fictitious act called the McCarran Act that says that all radicals are going to be rounded up and subject to this military tribunal and then sentenced to some crazy sentence. And they're given the choice of like life in prison or Punishment Park. And then Punishment Park is this weird capture the flag course that they have to run where they're given some lead and then chased by National Guards, riot police, who then hunt them down and kill them. And it's yeah, it's really you but know it
1: feels really relevant to yeah. us right now because you could substitute radical for terrorists.
2: It actually was criticized, I think, by, by audiences because it it almost has this quality of the sort of Orson Welles War of the Worlds thing, where it's like trying to. It's so real that you could believe it happened. But but it also challenges this idea that like documentary is some sort of inviolate form that you can't go in and reorganize or, and rearrange, and so. Uh, you know, in that sense, it's it's documentary and extremist. And we're also showing a film um, called *The Exiles*, which is a film from 1961 directed by Kent McKenzie. And what it does is it uses a sort of it employs a, a verite style to follow this narrative, which is really kind of a minimal narrative about uh, Native Americans living in the Bunker Hill District of Los Angeles. And,
1: and the narrative is also based on reality. It's based on interviews, and the people are real people acting out sort of scenes from their life. So it's a it's sort of a hybrid of documentary it's, and narrative. Yeah. But Harmony's work really really. Yes. to Yes, Harmony more
2: than anything else I think is documentary and extremis. I mean Gummo, you know, certainly is this amazing portrait of America as sort of an American Gothic thing. But then his newest film, Trash Humpers, is kind of amazing because, again, it, it, sort of, it, it seems like a real d- different kind of film than any of his other films because it, it, uh, it's sort of, I guess, more lyrical in some way. It's more fantastic, and yet it really does, you know, explore that idea of documentary in its sort of death throes.
0: Do you have a picture in your mind of what you would like Cinemarfa to become.
2: I'm aware of, and I'm involved with, a lot of film that has been basically lost in the archive, that languishes on a shelf somewhere and is not being seen, and my personal mission has been to take a lot of those films that are unknown. This year, we're going to be showing a film called Eggshells which is Toby Hooper's first film from 1968. And it is a film that I think will be out on DVD later in the year or early 2013, but previous to that, it has not been seen. So that idea of not just showing obscure things, but then facilitating their being seen by wider audiences.
1: We would just like to continue to bring amazing, hard-to-see, rarely-screened cinema to our community here for the people here and for people who want to come to Marfa and experience amazing cinema in this setting. You know, we want it to grow gradually. It doesn't have to be big and splashy. We like it to be a little bit underground like it is now. It's for a specific audience of people who want to see artist-made cinema. We like the scale that it's at to some extent. It, it's the right scale for Marfa and for the work that we want to show. We just have
0: wish list of people and films that we want to program in the future. For 2013, how would contemporary artists get involved or come to your attention?
1: We welcome submissions. You know, you can go to our website, www.cinemarfa.org and there's a page uh that will tell you you know where to send your work yeah we welcome artists artists and gallerists as well yeah galleries artists and curators exactly uh people who are working in film and video who have a history of showing their film and video work we're definitely looking for work all the time That's a group effort on a community local level but we also uh want to bring in resources from the larger community as well and we welcome participation.
2: We have a really specific focus and it, it comes out of our sort of practice as filmmakers, as producers for fine artists who are working in film because what we realize is that there were just a lot of this work that we help make and really like uh is just simply not available it's like there's no way to see it and and a lot of that is the artists themselves just have no interest in showing their work as single channel work you know either it has to be installed or it has to be in the right place to be seen and we're just like you know what let's create a, a context in which we can get artists to screen their work as single channel work here in marfa And I think that we're well on the way to doing that. I think that that's another thing that's gonna be happening more and more in the future is that we're gonna be able to show contemporary art. Yeah. But art that specifically fulfills that criteria of you can't see it anywhere else. You can only see it in the gallery or the museum. You know, I love the idea of challenging certain filmmakers who won't show their work to show it as single channel work. I think that that's good. I think it's good for the the artists as well. And, And we realize that that kind of thing didn't exist anywhere else. You know, yeah, you can go to the Freeze Art Fair and look at, you know, whatever's on the booth. But, you know, in terms of going into a movie theater and that's dark and cool and sitting down and watching something from beginning to end in that context is something that I think is it's magical. It's really an incredible way to experience work. And, and so to that end, We have every intention of bringing more of that stuff to Marfa. You know, we choose to live like the people
0: should live. I don't follow no rules on Sunday. I don't eat no pies on Monday. I don't play no games on Tuesday. I don't cry myself to sleep on Wednesday. It's all just... I don't know, one long game, I guess you could call it. One long, long game. (laughs) You've been listening to a special feature of Fresh Talk about Cinemarpha 2012. Read more about Cinemarpha and hear other podcasts in this series on FreshArtInternational.com.